Bueno, welcome back to the politics AF show. This is your host, the Trista and the Edipads. Uh, also, how is your how is your German? How is your German America? Let's see what is going. What is that? What is that show? What is that? In my game show. What is that? <laughs> Do it in German. What is that? <laughs> if I need to like uh, do a show, a little show in German, like I could translate whatever I need to say and do like a little comedy, and then maybe I, I would get like a German following. Not like just uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Just uh, uh huh, Trump. Found dead. Trump running for Congress <laughs> to escape prison time. <laughs> Man, I just love these uh, fucking thumbnails. <laughs> Sounds Greek. Oh, oh, isn't that how I spelt it? Okay, so thanks for 86k, man. Thanks a lot.
I think it's my awesome 20 rested on this golf course. What? Come on. Stop fucking teasing us like that. Watch this before it's too late. If you are over the age of 64, you qualify for the 2023. So, guys, I'm pretty sure that you've realized something that I have, at least for a long, long time, which is that old Donnie isn't much different than a schoolyard bully. And like yeah. a schoolyard bully, they act big and tough and strong and brave, but they're actually little cowards. And they're afraid of a few critical things. And above all, old Donnie is a afraid of accountability and for a long time there's been two things keeping him safe for whatever reason one he's been able to use the tried and true delay and deny strategy when it comes to his law approaches he's been able to delay and deny cases for months if not years through use of his lawyers because he was president effectively everything got delayed for like four plus years and that's something that's worked for him and it isn't anymore we're going to talk about that but as well we also need to discuss how trump has somehow been able to isolate himself from his lawyer scandals for a long time. It's not that they haven't hit him with scandals. He's been scandal ridden forever. But when his lawyers go to prison or they get disbarred or they get sanctioned or they get run out of the profession or mocked, for some reason, it almost never gets to Trump until this very morning. And we're going to talk about the delay and deny strategy failing, as well as a shocking raid by Jack Smith into a Trump lawyer's inner sanctum that changes everything. Here's the delay. Roy Cohen and Michael Cohen into disbarment and disgrace, depending on how he testifies under oath to Special Prosecutor Jack Smith's grand jury in Washington on Friday. Today, Jack Smith won the right to pierce the attorney-client privilege in questioning Trump criminal defense attorney Evan Corcoran about the government documents and classified documents found with an FBI search warrant at Donald Trump's home in Florida, including the classified documents that the FBI found in Donald Trump's desk. Few lawyers in history have more experience with the federal appeals process than our first guest tonight, Bill Katia, who shared my awe last night at the news, the breaking news at the time, that a three-judge panel of the Supreme Court of Appeals in Washington was speeding an appeal on the question of Evan Corker's testimony through the appeals process with deadlines issued to the lawyers in the case not measured in weeks or days but in hours last friday in a sealed proceeding the chief judge of the federal district court in washington supervising jack smith's grand jury issued an order for Evan corcoran to testify to that grand jury Trump lawyers appealed that order, and on Tuesday, the appeals court gave the Trump lawyers a deadline of midnight for filing their brief, and Jack Smith was given a deadline of 6 a.m. this morning for filing his response. This afternoon, the appeals court ruled that Evan Corcoran must testify to the grand jury because... Judge Howell, who had issued the order, had found that Evan Corcoran's testimony is subject to the crime fraud exception 
to the attorney-client privilege. Now, let's just stop right here and consider what happened in the judicial system between the close of business on Friday in the federal district court in Washington and the close of business today, Wednesday, in the federal district court in Washington. We saw an appeal of a district court judge's order processed in less than three days. Each party had to file their briefs two days after the district judge ruled on the, in, in the case. And the appeals court ruled on those filings on the same day that they were filed. We have seen that kind of process take the better part of a year in other federal cases, sometimes longer than that. The last three days have been the worst days of Donald Trump's life as a delay-producing litigant. Delay, delay, delay has always been Donald Trump's legal strategy, but it is not working this week in the face of Special Prosecutor Jack Smith's aggressive demand for Donald Trump's criminal defense attorney to testify to Jack Smith's grand jury. So you can see that for a long time, this strategy has worked for Trump. But one thing we've been noticing increasingly, and this last day, two days and a half, have been the most illustrative, is that judges are starting to smell the BS. And they don't like the smell. And so for a long time, Trump has been losing in court. He's been challenges uh, around privilege and uh, executive privilege and, and all of this uh, for, for the entire time he's been running them. But the court system at first was giving him like three, four months between rulings. And that created a scenario, guys, where, yeah, Trump knew he was going to lose because he had no case. But three months is three months where he gets to sit around and do nothing and run the clock and continue to attack the system in his social media posts and in his rallies and in his media appearances and all of that. But now judges are accelerating the timeline. And I think the straw that broke the camel's back was the canon ruling. Because once that happened, judges not only snapped into reality that this man can't be allowed to get away with it, including conservative judges, but you'll notice that the decisions were really quick. And this last couple days, where you went from Trump arguing attorney-client privilege to a judge smacking that down to like a day and a half, guys, two days. An entire appeals process went through in like 48 hours. When I tell you guys stuff in the legal system and I say, this is going to take about a month, and you guys say, why is it going to take so long? And I have to let you know, and lawyers will let you know, you know way better than I am. I'm just an observer. That a month in the legal system is like lightning speed, right? Like, unfortunate as it is, a month is lightning speed. So, so 48 hours is, is, is the speed of light. It's, 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 it's beyond the bounds of science in that sense, beyond the bounds of physics. And that's why he's terrified. And this gets into it further, because what they just did was they hammered and took down a Trump lawyer like never before. And they've handcuffed him and Donald Trump in the most humiliating ways. The words, not just the testimony. We have uh, invoices and we have tantalizingly personal transcriptions of personal audio recordings query what that could be but it's it's almost the the least it could be is very strong evidence of trump's 
participation in a clear violation uh, uh, at, with that subpoena and the false declaration. It could be the centerpiece of Jack Smith's Mar-a-Lago case, and it seems possibly that it kind of is, is close to the final uh, nail that he is in the case he's building. Right on. The, yeah. the bar here, you know, and I've had multiple folks on the show throughout the last year or months uh, making this point, Barbara. I think someone was saying that, that any time at the part of justice you want to penetrate attorney-client privilege, you've got to go all the way up to basically, I think, the number two of the department. This is not done uh, uh, lightly. You know, what, what are the conditions under which it's penetrated? And have you ever encountered in your time a situation like this where it seems like the lawyer may have the goods on the client? <laughs> well, Chris, first, you're, you're absolutely right that it's incredibly rare that the Justice Department would seek to pierce the attorney-client privilege. As you said, it is sacrosanct. And the Justice Department respects it and does not try to get between a client and his lawyer. I can remember in 20 years of practicing at the U.S. Attorney's Office, part of the Department of Justice, one time when we did seek that high-level approval to, to, to pierce the attorney-client privilege. And it's because the attorney was working with the client in a conspiracy. They were co-conspirators. They were both in on it. Uh, but we, we went through all of the, uh, the steps. The judge reviewed the material and then determined that, yes, by preponderance of the evidence, I find that there is... Are you or a loved one experiencing age-related vision loss, glaucoma, cataracts, or macular degeneration? If you're over 50 and... Evidence of a crime here gave us that material, and we were allowed to do it. But never, Chris, to answer your question, have I seen a situation where the client was trying to use the lawyer as a pawn uh, to uh, fulfill a crime, which, oh, which may shield. be what's happening here. I want to just put a little special emphasis on this for just so yeah. people are tracking this, right? So you can imagine a world in which a lawyer is, is sort of a, a crooked lawyer and is in cahoots in a criminal activity, you know, in conspiracy with their client. They're, they're both doing something together and hoping the attorney-client privilege will, will, will shield them from that, and, and there's the exception for that reason. In this case, what appear to be the facts from the outside is Trump using his lawyers as unwitting tools towards the end of obstruction of justice by getting them to sign a declaration attesting to the federal government that there is nothing left that you are looking for, only to have said federal government search the premises and find a hundred different examples. And here's the reporting, Harry, from ABC News on the lines of inquiry related to Corker. Sources familiar with the matter further describe the six topics that Corker was ordered by Judge Howell to testify about over which he previously sought to turn a certain privilege. They indicate Smith has zeroed in on Trump's actions surrounding his response to a May 11th DOJ subpoena that sought all remaining classified documents in position, possession, which investigators have described as key to Trump's alleged scheme to obstruct the investigation. All which to say, Harry, the Corcoran testimony here seems like a huge part of the whole case to the extent there is one. Yeah, at, at, a, at a minimum, you know, if they acted together, it's huge. If they acted apart, it's huge. We're going to, uh, there's one little wrinkle, by the way, that Barb's answer brings up. He's been ordered now to appear, I believe, on Friday. He could take the Fifth Amendment. That would be, that would be really right. telling as to whether he has a role here or not. And then the Department of Justice would have a difficult uh, choice about whether to immunize him.
but I, I wouldn't be too um, quick. We did have that one snippet of a report. I wouldn't be too quick, though, to see him as a puppet and an ignorant puppet to, uh, to boot. Remember, Christina Bob testifies that Corcoran tells her he did the search. Everything's fine. You can sign right here. Right. So it's not clear to me, and we won't know till the testimony happens, if he's used in the sense that he's innocent or just simply used in the sense that together they um, facilitate the false declaration. So what this lawyer then, they've, they've, they've trapped them. They've arrested them in their position. And this lawyer does face arrest if he doesn't listen. This shows how bad it is for them how devastating it is that we knew that this was happening last night it's not until like late last night early this morning i'm one of the first to bring it to you about why specifically this is devastating because this lawyer for a long time even with cohen for example cohen went to prison for trump trump was named in the same criminal report and yet for some reason despite his lawyer going to prison trump faced zero consequences for years and it's now, guys, with the documents case, where it seems like the single biggest silver bullet, there's more than one, this is a pretty strong case, there's a lot of pieces of evidence, but the single silver bullet is his lawyer's own communications with Trump. This is a big deal. And the stuff they have is massive. So in an early morning raid of this lawyer's mind, but also this lawyer's documents, They've arrested everything into position, they've handcuffed them legally, and there is no way out. His biggest fears are coming true. Delay and deny isn't working anymore. Okay, this video is for those of you who missed what just happened. I saw it on the news last night. So Americans who are under 65 years old can get this card and will have $540 on it every single month. They can use this money to spend it on groceries, medical bills, treatments, and so much more. Basically for <laughs> Right, that was freaking great. Thumbs up. It's like theoretical cupping. <laughs> Theoretically cuffed. Make attorneys testify again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here he comes. He's on third. What happens normally is the feds always want to precede a state indictment. More power in a court. They have way. They have just. They just have more fucking power. And and when you, and when especially when you're talking about some of the crimes that this fucking idiot has probably committed. Uh, one, the one crime being obstruction, which I keep saying. That the Manhattan DA's office, I think that's what the fuck they're going to charge him with. They're charging him with obstruction. 
That, that investigation is not about that hush money payment. It is about all the crimes that happened after that hush money payment, folks. Come on. Do you think do you think he committed one crime and stopped criming? Are you serious? You really believe that? That's why they keep focusing on the hush money payment because the hush money payment really not only is it really not illegal more than likely, especially on a state level. But who gives a shit? I I really don't care if Donald Trump paid someone to have sex with him. I don't care if he paid to have abortions. I don't give a fuck. That is his business and someone else's business. It's when you commit fraud to cover it up so that way the American people don't know when they're making decisions on who to elect. That's when it starts to get hairy. And then when you probably obstruct that investigation, the investigators looking into that crime, that's when it starts to get hairy on the crime scene, right? Come on, man. Come on. That's the whole point. Who gives a fuck about the hush money payment? And besides, even even the hush money payment itself seems like that's out of the fucking uh, statutes of limitation. But not the crime that was committed afterwards. So who gives a shit? And really, who cares who goes first? I would much rather Jack Smith go first, actually. You know, to, to be... To be upfront and honest, I really would love to see uh, Fannie Willis go first, to be quite honest, down in Georgia. I think the Fannie Willis uh, investigation down in Georgia is going to crack open the Republican Party like you're not never going to see before. I think that one's going to show the entire cards of racketeering because she's going after racketeering. And it's not just Donald Trump that was racketeering down in Georgia, in the Georgia House. There was shit afoot, especially with these state electors. Now, Jack Smith may be able to expose some of that, too. But I think, I think, woo, baby, I think Georgia, she's going to lay the hammer. I think that's why Georgian politicians are fucking scared. That's why they passed the law to try to get rid of Fannie Willis. No doubt. No doubt. But when your attorney, when your attorney has to go test that is defending you, in front of a grand jury has to go testify against you in front of that grand jury? Oh, buddy, you are fucked. Capital F-U-C-K fucked, 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 man. That is a horrible situation to be in. Donald Trump has put himself in this situation. And that is why I say, let's do Waco. I can't wait. I can't wait to see the clips that are going to come out of Waco. This guy is going to say and do so much stupid shit. And in the meantime, he's going to destroy Ron DeSantos. He's going to destroy the pudding meatball. Ronnie Tiny D. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Just watch. I'm going to show you some of this footage from the... Um, I'm hoping we get to some of this footage. We got Bonehead of the Week. People were mad. Oh, they were mad at me. Can you imagine people being mad at me? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, there were some people that were pissed off. They're TYT simps. You know, they love TYT. Oh, they fucking love D. They love them some young Turks. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they hold the Democrats accountable, Tony. Listen, it's a shtick, you morons. The whole holding Democrats accountable over on TYT is a shtick. Nothing more, nothing less. I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to prove you that Jank Unger has been doing this shtick for years and years and years. Okay? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Now, he was on Bonehead of the Week for a different reason. But I'm, I, when I put him on there, it was like, what he do to you? 
You know, you've been going after TYT for a while. What the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you're mad at you're mad at me for it's it's funny because usually like hey tyt and jake they go after and anna they go after the left okay well if they're on the left and i'm going after them aren't i going after the left too isn't that what i'm doing you you people you people really are fucking funny it's fucking hilarious to watch you because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you may like TYT now, but they are fading out of existence fast, quick, and in a hurry. And the reason why is because they're they're capitulators in the demise of our democracy. If you don't believe me, I'm I'm gonna sh I'm gonna show you fucking evidence from 11 years ago, where you people should take this one little clip and realize that Jank is nothing, nothing but a fuck. It's all shtick. The whole shit and caboodle. When they're telling you the Democrats are bad and all this shit, I'm telling you. Now, people were mad that I put him on the bonehead, and it's not the thing, I, the evidence I'm going to show you. It's not It's not the reason why he was on there, but the thing I'm going to show you is <laughs> I'm going to show you uh, uh, is led up to the reason why him. Uh, well, he didn't really do the boneheaded thing. He defended the boneheaded thing that happened, which makes him even more boneheaded. I think it's it's crazy. It's crazy. But but we'll, but we'll go over that. And some people in the comments um, are mad at me, um, and some people agree with me. A tyt, it's a shtick. Uh, some people are saying David Pakman the same. I've attacked David Pakman too. Um, hey, hey, listen. The, the reason why, well, we'll just wait till Bonehead of the Week. We'll just wait till Bonehead of the Week. But I want to warn you, if, if you're going to be a snowflake on here today and be really upset that I that I show you a videotape of, of Jake Unger saying stupid shit 11 years ago, I'm going to show it to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the one reason why you should not believe a fucking word that guy says. Not, you shouldn't believe anything he says. And really, I, I'm not saying that he can't make up for this, right? I'm not saying. I'm saying that he should he should change his ways, and he should stop the shtick. He should stop that, and he should just do commentary because he's been doing this shtick for a long time. That 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 that's that's right. He's been, and now again. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are really pissed off at me. Oh, you're mad. Good. Stay here and be mad all day long and wait. You know what I'll do? I think, I think I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till the end to talk about TYT and Jenk and what him and Anna did uh, on social media. What they're trying to do. Because the thing they're trying to do right now, the, thing, the reason why they're on Bonehead of the Week, the thing they're trying to do is... The same shit that I'm going to show you he was doing 11 years ago. They're, fe they're feeling out the playing field. They're trying, to, they're trying to see if their audience is going to be with them or not. They're trying to see what they can get away with and what they can't get. They're not just being genuine. They're not just saying what the fuck they feel or what the hell they think. Right? It's all a shtick. And it's, and it's a shtick to get you to watch so they can sell you shit. I don't know if you ever watched. They're trying to sell you shit. You know, and that's media, media in general. We Listen, us in the independent media, we have to make a living. We have to, because we don't have, they always say George Soros fucking pays us and shit. We don't have big, huge billionaires that give us a bunch of fucking money just to talk into microphones like right-wingers, like Steve Bannon. 
Steve Bannon is fucking funded by a bunch of fucking billionaires so that he can yell and scream fascist shit into a microphone. We don't get paid to do that shit. We don't. We don't get paid to do that shit. We have to fuck. We have to earn our keep and actually get people to watch, get fucking eyeballs, and sell advertising, or get you to get you to to buy some different content. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to monetize this stuff. But for us to make a living, that's the shit we got to do to keep doing it. So I don't begrudge TYT for commercializing and and making making their TYT model the corporate media. Because they are, but you know, and, and it's more of an InfoWars style type stuff. But you know, again, I'm not, I'm not hating too much on that. Because I sell the hats, I sell merch, you guys, you guys go and you, you, you are members of Patreon where I do extra content over there to help support us. You, you, you link your Prime account to your Twitch account, that gives us some money, Right. All this stuff, all this stuff monetizes it so we can make a living because this is our job. So I'm not hating on that. What I'm saying is that they're using their fucking platform to hurt democracy, not help it, when they claim they're helping it. That's the thing that pisses me off. That's the thing that really pisses me off is that they're, they're claiming they're trying to help it, but they're actually hurting it. And maybe they don't know it, but I think they know it. And I, I believe that it's a shtick. So we're going to go over that today, so stay tuned. If you love TYT, stick around. You're going to be pissed off. If you hate TYT, trust me, you're going to love it. Oh, you're going to love it, baby. <laughs> so that, that'll be in Bonehead of the Week. Uh, hey, speaking of monetization, you, you know what you should do? You should go check out patreon.com slash the Tony Michaels. While I'm speaking of, you know, making money, this is a perfect opportunity. If you got, if you got, if you want to have some extra content, we're going to do the Sunday rant and the Sunday chat. I'm going to do an Ask Me Anything. Last week we did it on Friday in the afternoon. I think I'm going to do it uh, probably tomorrow, though. Uh, I'm going to try out some different times for Ask Me Anything. I'm trying to figure out when's the best time to do it. To be quite honest, um, when is the for you guys? When's the best? What? What? Uh, well, meet in the middle. Good for me. Good for you to do. Ask me anything. Here's an ask me anything. Is it's kind of like shoot the shit here on the show, but we get together for thirty minutes. You can ask me any question you want. Any fucking question you want, I will answer it. Personal, politics, it's mostly politics, but whatever you want. Trust me, last week's, and if you join Patreon, go to patreon.com slash the Tony Michaels, you can rewatch last week's. I answered every single question, even the ones that you wouldn't think I would answer. I answer. I answer. I answer those questions. So go check out patreon.com slash the Tony Michaels, become a member. We'll do an ask me anything. I believe tomorrow. And then of course the Sunday rant on Sunday. Also, you know what you, if you're here on the YouTube channel, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's free. It's free. That costs you a single nickel. Also download every single episode on Apple, Spotify, Google. That's free 99 over there too. Doesn't cost you a nickel. And you can download it on all the platforms if you want. Follow us on Facebook. That didn't cost you a single nickel if you still have a Facebook account. At the Tony Michaels. Subscribe to the Upwire's YouTube channel. Just go to theupwire.com or type in The Upwire on YouTube. Subscribe over there. We stream over there as well. And there's some great content creators on that network as well. Also, again, if you have... If you have a Twitch account and you have an Amazon Prime account, or if you don't have a Twitch account and you got an Amazon Prime account, go open a Twitch account. You can link those two and give us your one free subscription that comes with Amazon. 
your Amazon Prime account, and we get a few bucks of Amazon's money. So we get a few dollars of uh, the billionaire Jeff Bezos' money. Just saying. If you don't like billionaires and you want to give me a few of their dollars and it doesn't cost you anything, you can do that. And I think we're almost at 100. Let's shoot for 100. I think we're, uh, we're at 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 85. 85, 86, something like that. Over there. Oh, and by the way, uh, someone's uh, typing this in. We are almost to 15,000 on YouTube. So if you're right now, if you're, I don't care what platform you're on, go over to YouTube. Go to the Tony Michaels podcast channel. Hit subscribe. We're so close to 15,000. I mean, we're less than 100 away. So if there's, there's like 50 of you out there, if there's 50 of you out there, I think we're less than 25 away, actually. Let's go take a look. Let's go confirm. I don't want to tell you wrong. I only deal in fat. Holy shit. Oh, man, we need 13. 13 to get to 15,000. Where's those 13 at? 13, roll a lucky number 13. Uh, so if you aren't a subscriber to the Tony Michaels Podcast on YouTube, make sure to go over and subscribe to the Tony Michaels Podcast on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to bring in Gabe Sanchez here. I think he's going to be ready. He's working on Bonehead of the Week. We also have Bonehead Madness that he wants to tell you about. Stick around. Uh, we're going to be right back with the talk about Jenna Ellis in this space and how she bounced as soon as Gabe Sanchez asked the question, did Trump lose the 2020 election? Everyone stick around. We'll be right back right after this. We'll be right back. Mark, 60 seconds. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Are you numb and alone after storming the Capitol? Have you been left out in the cold after stealing Nancy Pelosi's mail? Do you feel exposed to a government that doesn't share your patriotic values? If any of these describe you, then you're in luck. Hi, I'm Paul Gosar, and thanks to my new product, Pardon Blanket. I've got you covered. Pardon Blanket specifically works to make you feel safe and cozy after your involvement on January 6th. And if you're one of the other members of Congress who also helped with the attempted coup, Pardon Blanket will protect you too. Pardon Blanket is made of a sort of soft fleece and a layer of sheep's wool. And they're 100% made in the USA. Don't delay and get your Pardon Blanket today for just $99.99. Actual pardon's not guaranteed. Jumping back into it, this is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Welcome back to the show. It's Friday. Bonehead of the week. We got Bonehead Madness. It's going to happen over the weekend. The NCAA got into the Sweet 16, so we're in the Sinister 16. The Bonehead Madness. Gabe Sanchez will be posting that on and on at the at Tony Michaels Pod on Twitter, so go follow us on Twitter at Tony Michaels Pod on Twitter. You'll be able to uh, vote on each bracket and each matchup on the um, Bonehead Madness, Bonehead of the Week. Oh well, you probably know who ran away with the uh, Bonehead of the Week. Oh boy. 
Of course he did. Of course he did. What other news do we have today? Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to talk to you about the, a space that we were in. You know, we've been doing these Twitter spaces with these right wingers. Uh, uh, Seb Gorka, Sebastian Gorka, and uh, Tom Fenton's been in a couple of them yesterday. And uh, Rudy Giuliani appeared in one that I was in. Uh, Leb Parnes. He dropped the bomb that Hunter Biden's laptop was stolen from him in Kazakhstan, where he was drugged. That's what he claims. I don't, and he says he has the proof of it. So we'll see if Leb Parnes um, gets the proof that that Hunter Biden was drugged in Kazakhstan. He was fed drugs and given hookers to distract him while they stole his laptop and copied his hard drive and then took it over to Delaware to this repair shop where Hunter Biden's attorneys has apparently sued the uh, the repair shop. You know, you know this guy, he's got the funny hat. He shows up on Fox News and all these Trader TV news networks. You know what I'm talking about? That guy. Uh, Hunter apparently has sued him um, for... Being the uh, being <laughs> for defamation, but also making up the story about how he got the laptop and shit like that. So um, that's interesting, very, very, very interesting stuff that Lev Barnes. But yesterday, Jenna Ellis um, was in a space. Benny Johnson was in this space. Oh my god! Yeah, you gotta listen, these stupid bastards. And then, and then uh, before I bounce, because they, they kept talking about Carrie Lake's lawsuit. Did you hear this? Carrie Lake lost again in the Arizona Supreme Court. The Supreme Court kicked the decision back down to a lower court, um, and it, it she loses fucking again. She's not. She's not going to be governor. Okay, they're not. They're not going to. They're not going to overturn the fucking governor's election. It's already March 24th, man. It's not going to happen. It was free. It was fair. There's no, you're just bitching because people were in line. That's, that, that's not the reason why you lost. You're just bitching because someone had to go from one precinct to the other. That's not the reason why you lost. That's a reason maybe to look into Arizona's, uh, the way they do elections. Because everyone, everyone agrees that Arizona takes forever to fucking count. They take forever. And what it does when they do these fucking stupid things, here's what it does. It, it gives people like Kerry Lake, Donald Trump, all these fucking seditious traitor Nazis time to sow doubt into our elections. That's all it does. That's all it does. And, and, and that's why in this space they kept talking about, oh, we need single-day voting on paper ballots and all kinds of crazy-ass shit that makes no sense. Because what they want to do is limit the amount of voting. They want to limit it. They don't want to expand it. They want to limit it. There is a way to expand voting to where everyone votes and everyone gets their fucking vote counted on time in a timely manner where it doesn't take days and weeks to figure out who's won a certain precinct or who's won a certain election in a state. It's stupid shit. We can, we can do this. The problem in Arizona, the reason why it's so fucked up and Carrie Lake and all these Republicans are bitching is because Republicans had their hands on the legislator. For, they've had their hands on the legislator for two goddamn decades. And the legislator is the one who sets laws for how the state votes. That's the other stupid argument they were making in this stupid fucking space. And you're going to continue to hear this stupid shit from these people leading up to 2024 that the legislators have the right to the vote. And to the electors. No, they do not. The legislator doesn't get to decide who gets the electors. They get to decide how the state 
selects the electors. Now, if they give themselves that power, sure. But m almost every single state does not does not give the legislator the power to pick the electors. That's not how it fucking works in most states. And every state is different. And these fucking boneheads continue to talk and talk and talk and say stupid fucking shit that they know nothing about. And some of these motherfuckers in that space do know what they were talking about. They're just fucking spreading lies. That's all they're trying to do. And they're trying to use it with big words. And Jenna Ellis is fucking one of them. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. She was in this space at one point. Now, Gabe, Gabe went up to speak, and he's going to talk about it when he gets on. But he got up to speak, and he asked her one question. Did Trump lose the 2020 election? And she fucking bounced. She got out of the room. Now, she came back later. She came back later, and I wasn't able to talk. I was only able to listen um, for the majority of the time yesterday. And when she came back, there was another person in the room who challenged her on... Her, her fucking her statement she had to file with a, a court uh, with a judge in Colorado where she admitted admitted 10 times to lying she in this space she said I that is a lie that is a lie that is a lie the guy got the fucking the <laughs> he got the goddamn declaration that she had to sign to keep her law license in Colorado that's her home state Colorado that's where her her law license is that's the bar that has the jurisdiction over her law license as it were the authority over her law license they can pull it from her just like they have Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, Lynn Wood and several others it looks like some of them are going to lose it in Arizona over this Carrie Lake shit because it's stupid shit it's dumb shit. You can't you can't ignore how the law works to try to deceive the courts when you're an attorney. It's just something you cannot do. And Jenna Ellis in the space because it's not a court, because there's no legal ramifications for her saying stupid shit out loud into a microphone just in public. Not in a court. There's no ramifications for that. It's her First Amendment. She can say stupid shit and lies all she wants. She claimed that she didn't say what's in the legal declaration that she had to sign for a goddamn Colorado judge. In the room, she was like, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. The guy's like, I'm reading them, motherfucker, and it's got your signature on it. It's got your goddamn signature on it. And she continued to lie. But that is what we're dealing with, folks. These people are shameless. They're not going to stop. They're not. They're not going to quit. They're not going to quit trying to trying to get rid of our democracy. They're not going to do it. And and it's and the the battle is on a lot of fronts. And that's what they love about the culture war, right? Because they're always blaming the culture war on us, the liberals. But liberals are like, what are you talking about? We just want people to fucking. We just want you to leave people alone. Just leave motherfuckers alone and let's concentrate on issues that are affecting Americans that they give a shit about. Like, like not fucking going bankrupt over a medical bill. That would be nice. Earning a decent fucking wage. That would be nice. Um, I, I don't know. Go to college without having to fucking pay for a hundred years on the college debt. Uh, I don't know, have your kids start their education at three instead of five so parents can pay for two years less of the most outrageous cost in early childhood daycare. Uh, I don't know, feed children in schools, all of them, three times a day, all, every single kid, every one of them. 
Just just feed them like food, you know, so they're not hungry. These simple fucking things are easy to say, easy to do. Most Americans agree with this shit. We are not divided on these issues. Give me a fucking break. Go ask any go ask any manga supporter if they want to go bankrupt over a medical bill. Just say it. Just like that. Ask them that question. Do you want to go bankrupt because of a medical Hell no. Hell to the no. They'll tell you that. That what what they're what they're actually saying is they want the government to make sure that just because they have a medical situation, whatever it is, that they're not their 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 livelihood isn't at risk because of something they can't control. I'm telling you, they're going to be on your side. But this, this is the crazy ass shit that they're they're having a culture war on all fronts. With education, we had Jess Piper on. They're using the voucher system, and they're and they're using trans children to take away parents' consent. That's what they're doing. They they won't. They're so far down this book ban hole. Again, this book ban. It's not. It's not about the books. It's about the consent. Think about it. Think about this for a second. They're they're banning the diary of Anne Frank. So when they ban this uh, this this diary from the library, they're taking away your consent to let your child see it because they're going. They're not just going after public libraries. I mean, libraries in school. They're going after the public libraries in the community. They they want religious they want religion to dictate what's in our public libraries. They're trying to pass legislation. I'm telling you, they're not going to stop, and they're not going to stop at your parental consent. They're going to come after your fucking bodily autonomy. They started with women in Roe v. Wade, and now they 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 don't want rape. They don't want incest exemptions. That's coming after bodily autonomy. Well, they're not going to stop at women. They're not going to stop there. I mean, that's that's the target that they love to attack because of abortion. But they're abortion services, but they're not going to stop there. Jesus Christ, they're in Texas, and that's in in in, in the federal judge's desk in Texas. They're trying to get rid of a medication, an an abortion service that is used fifty percent around the country. The fifty percent of abortion service around the country, they're trying to get rid of that with one fell swoop. But you don't think they'll come after you? They don't, you don't think they'll come after your liberty? You don't think they'll come after your parental consent? Well, I don't have a trans child. I don't have a child that's in the LGBTQ community, so what do I have to worry about? That's right. Stand back and let them take away their those people's liberty, those parents' consent, and see how they treat your consent. Just, just do it. I'm telling you, if you do not defend other people's liberty in this country, they will come after yours. That's what these culture wars are about. That's what they're about. They're about fascism, and they're about pushing fascism. They were talking about in this space that we should have paper ballots and only paper ballots. This is dumb shit. This is stupid fucking shit. These are the same people who think crypto, a digital currency, is the best thing since sliced bread. And they can't trust a fucking digital vote, a digital ballot. But they, but, uh, the tr- digital currency is the only way. Get the fuck out of here with this nonsense. You people are a- out of your gourds. They've just lost their minds. They don't make any sense, and they're not supposed to, really. They're not supposed to. They're like, like this Jenna Ellis. You know who Jenna Ellis is, right? 
She's the one that ran around the country with Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani farted on her in Michigan. You remember this? He farted on her and gave her COVID. That's Jenna Ellis. She's the one. Her and Rudy Giuliani went to Rusty Bowers, who was the former speaker of the Arizona House. Right? He, he testified in front of the January 6th Select Committee and said that Rudy Giuliani and Jenny Ellis came to him. They flew to Arizona to meet with him. And when he asked them for the fucking evidence that there was fraudulent votes, they couldn't produce it. They're like, well, you know, it, uh, um, somewhere, it's underneath Trump's mattress, probably. That's probably where it is. Either that or Dinesh D'Souza has the footage of it. <laughs> it's really stupid shit. It's not supposed to make sense. And the reason why is because it's fraud. It's fraud. Jenna Ellis committed fraud. She was lying Two federal, she was lying about federal elections to two state officials to try to get them to do fraudulent shit. That's what happened. That's why she was reprimanded in Colorado. That's why she had to admit to 10 different lies that she told to keep her fucking license or, her, or the ability for her to practice law. In Colorado. Uh, joining us is the person who really uh, scared Jenna Ellis. Terrified her with one one question. It was a rough question, though. Yeah, I admit, it is a really tough question. Uh, Gabe Sanchez is joining us now, Gabe. Uh, it was a tough question. I don't know what to say. It was funny because um, I don't remember what the, what the room was talking about. Something, right? So what happened was Joe Walsh was asking. Well, basically, yeah, yeah, Joe yeah. Walsh was like, "Hey, look, I've heard a lot of you guys say some stupid shit, uh, and what I'm gonna what I'm gonna which say is like, which is like the, the theme of the yeah. rooms. Oh, awesome! Always, it's always, fucking always, just garbage, man. Just so, garbage. So basically, what happens is uh, Joe's like, "Look, I'll say one thing, and uh, you can." go on talking but uh what i do want to point out is the fact that um we he was like we don't know we don't know what the charges are <clears throat> but also um the phone call in georgia is that like that's the thing that we should all be focusing on like that's like whether or not you think this this charge in New York is going to hold or whatever is like, I don't think that's a big thing. I think the call in Georgia is something, and we should acknowledge the fact that what he did was as a sitting president, tried to interfere with the election to benefit himself. Right. Well, so, and, 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 and in that, the question is, did Donald Trump believe?
that he won or lost right right because that's that's where the that's where the motive comes in for some of these crimes exactly did he know and did he believe he lost or not and was was he using the information that he knew he lost he was trying to overturn the election even though he he lost right and that's when you asked and that's when i came in and i gave this kind of i was like i don't want to jump into it too quick so i basically was like look there's a theme here that i think we need to acknowledge it's the fact that donald trump lies and he uses it to incite his base and, and i think also, you, i think you rattled off about 10 or 12 examples of this yeah 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 and and what it's i said and so and what what i said was uh i was like we knew we need to acknowledge that trump lies whenever he can and he does so to incite his base and also to grift i mean fundraise off oh that was great that really pissed him off oh yeah that really that, pissed this pit that little like uh, i mean uh not sorry not grift uh fundraise that it, little, it, it, that, were you, it, it was a it was a slip though right you had, had no intention in it no i right. had no intention right. of mm -hmm. saying grift right uh but the Wait. people people Wait. in the comments were like oh my god did you see how disparaging he was against drug data he gripped and i was like yeah the fucking point of why i said what i said you know what's funny is the one comment you sent me the guy's like, poor form. I'm like, all right, Seb, I get that you're in there with your fucking sock puppet account. Yeah. Because that sounds like what something Seb's working with. Poor yeah. form. Poor look, form. Look, poor I, form. I don't say, you know, I chose my words carefully on this. And when I said grip, I intended it to have this list and say grip. I mean, fundraise off. Because it was just, it was just, Joe mentioned this, and since Jenna is on the call, I really have one question for her, and that is, did Donald Trump lose the 2020 election? <laughs> and then she was like, and then, uh, I, and, and then I backed up because I was like, look, I'll let you answer. And if you go back and you listen to her answer, it's a bunch of fucking word gibberish where she's like, well, I mean, what we really need to look at is all the cases that were involved in the 2020 election that we we're unfairly not able to get our actual cases seen or litigated in the courts and this and this and that. And then she's like, oh, well, based on the, you know, it was the whole thing. She wasn't so, answering the question. And right as she like finished the question, I was like, so is that a yes or a no? She goes, I got to go right now. I got to jump with the call. I got to, I got to leave. I got to go to this other Bounced. thing, you know, and then boom, left, right? And and I was like, it's just a, it's just a yes or a no. Is it, is it a yes or, or no? Did he lose the election? And then she, you know, she's like, okay, bye. I gotta go, you know? And then they wouldn't let you continue in the room to talk about it. 
because she wasn't in there. I'm like, what the fuck? Just because she's not in the room, this she's not a commentator on this, right? right. And that's that's the thing in the room. And again, um, we talked to Ed the other day, and I I I I mean, I respect Mario letting us come in the room and say our piece a lot of times. But I'll tell you, it, it has it has an overtone to it. And really, honestly, this. This idea that Jenna Ellis is some kind of commentator on this stuff. Jenna Ellis is an accomplice in the crime of them right. trying to fucking defraud the American people on January 6th. I don't give a shit what you say. Right. She she was there with Rudy all around the country going to legislators, trying to convince them to overturn your election and your right. results and using oh, fraud. No. They said they had evidence and they did no. not have it. Right. So then you know that for sure was Rusty. So Bowers. this is this is what happened. So that happened, she leaves and they're they're continuing right? And they're like, oh well they said she they said uh, she told us before that she had to leave but she'll come back. And I was like, okay, whatever you say, I'm gonna go with the fact that she left early. Whether or not she was already planning to leave, she definitely left early after I asked that question. And keep in mind, okay, so then this is what happens. So then she comes back later on, right? And the conversation at this point, I pretty much like lit a fucking fire, and I backed away because you weren't even talking at that point. You were just up on the stage, but they were all talking about winning and losing, winning yeah. and losing. So then they and went, you, you kind of got into it with the Jim. What's his name? What's this guy's name? Oh, Jim. He thinks he knows Fluffer, shit about elections or whatever. Yeah. yeah, Jim Fluffer. That's his name. So he yeah. thinks he knows about elections, but he was saying all kinds of shit that just ain't true. He was like, legislators are the ones who determine the winner. I'm like, you are so full of shit. Yeah. That is not true at all. Legislators have the ability to to to. It was, it, it was, it was absolute nonsense because he came on, he came on the stage and was talking, and I was like, "Look, you gotta, you gotta acknowledge the fact that the Republican Party, you know, they, they want to have their cake and eat it too, right? They, they want to have mail-in votes at one point, but then they don't because it's now it's available to everyone during the pandemic, and that's unfair. So, and then he was like, "Oh, whoa, 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 whoa what?" And I was like, "Yeah, Republicans have pushed forward." Or have been big proponents and fans of mail-in ballots, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I've been working on uh, elections for years." And I was like, "And I was like, hey, look, Jim, that's a great anecdote, but unless you have data, well, here's then that's all it is." And he goes, here's, what "Here's what he's doing. Here's what he's doing." And I, I want I want the audience to be clear on this because this is this is the lie that Jim is telling you. Because what he, what he, and he said it later on, he's like, I'm not talking about absentee ballots. That's different. Those right. are requested ballots that appear in a mailbox. So if you're okay with a requested ballot appearing in a mailbox, why are, why are you so against a, a, a ballot appearing in a mailbox if they mail everyone their ballot? It, it's, it, it fucking boggles my mind in, in, yeah. in our state, in Missouri, because I, that's the only thing that I can speak to. Right, right. Is, when you register in the state of Missouri, they register you at your address. It has yeah. to be a physical address that you're registered at. And one of the reasons why is because they got to know where you're voting. Like for road districts, uh -huh. school boards, you know, all the local elections, what what precinct or district or where, where your representation is, right? They got to know where your representation is and who you're voting on what ballot and where you're going to vote. But they mail you, they mail you a fucking card that says, hey, you're registered, and here's your registration. You know, have this when you go vote. You know what I mean? So so they mail that to you. And and, and this is the fallacy. They actually are, are gaslighting people to believe 
that an absentee ballot where someone requests, whether it's military, um, someone who has a medical condition, maybe someone who's uh, going to be out of the country for whatever reason, or out of, out of can't vote at their at their local ballot place mm -hmm. because they're on a, a fucking business trip or something in a different state. Whatever the reason is, there's a lot of different reasons you can request an absentee ballot in states. But what they're saying is that's okay to mail to a person. 